This is the SFHL Off-Ice Report with your host, Ray Camfu. Hot damn it, is it that time again? It absolutely is. Welcome back to the SFHL Off-Ice Report. I'm your host, Ray Camfu, and I'm the guy who's going to take you through what happened last week in the SFHL. We had rigged taking on man rockets. We had VTech taking on book hockey. And we had a ton of trades this week. Man, did we ever. A ton of action, a ton of movement uh, went down this week. And we brought on the Ray Porters all for a roundtable discussion on what happened on Monday night. This week's episode is brought to you by Chris Donato Services. He's giving you his balls. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge Richard Nixon fan. Looking to, uh, you know, fuck up man rockets right now. Thank you. Fuck you, dicks. Open your eyes, man. Chasing after children. I know this stuff leaks all the time. Anthony Wynn. Isn't available right now. SFHL Off Ice Report. Let's get right into it and go into our first game of the night. We saw VTech, the number one team in the SFHL, face off against Book Hockey, a team that only had one win coming into the night. Uh, VTech would take that game 8-5. to five, And some would say that it sparked quite a bit of change coming from GM JPSU, but we'll get into that later on in the show. Right now, let's go into the Book Hockey locker room and let's speak to Steam Bun. You guys make a push. You guys can keep it really tight in the third. Um, where did it fall apart for you? They got a few lucky ones, man. They got a few lucky ones, all I can say. Okay. Um, how do you feel like uh, your performance has been uh, going in, uh, so far in the season? Uh, you yourself, uh, you know, how are you contributing to the team? And, you know, uh, one win on the season, you know, it's it's nothing like rig right now with no wins. But, I mean, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling great, man. Uh, I like seeing these guys. They uh, really encouraged me to get in the zone, get into the net, near the net. Uh, I had a lot of opportunities so far. It was good. You did have a lot of good chances. You looked like you uh, had a couple of opportunities there. Um, how are you finding those sneakier spots now? Or, or are you? Or is there any communication going on with your line mates that they're they're looking for you more often now? Or or what's changed? Um, uh, they tell me to get in the net, get closer to the net. The opportunities will come. Like I like I said, like I definitely getting closer. Right, I have a few close calls there, so I think I'm I'm doing. Doing well. Yeah. Especially one will come soon. Awesome. Thanks for the time, buddy. Steam Bun denies the goal, but it's still on the sheet, so I'm going to credit him for it. Steam Bun scoring a goal in the 8 5 loss against VTech for Book Hockey. Uh, let's run through the score sheet real quick. Curtis Ma, two goals. Andrew Zito, Steven, Steam Bun Lee, and Brian Lee, all scoring goals for Book Hockey. And Sexy Tam, Mitch, Tony, Eric, and Keith all putting up single assists and their leader uh, Japes putting up two assists and their goalie Ray Javier making 24 saves with eight goals against that leaves him with a save percentage of 0.75 let's go back into the book hockey locker room and speak to B of book hockey uh, you play your first game with book hockey uh, how did it go for you tonight aside from you know the, the team loss uh, I felt good out there yeah what are the stark differences that you're noticing between uh, Man Rockets, coming from Man Rockets to, to Book? Uh, these guys in here are a lot more vocal. Um, they're supporting each other, you know, on the bench saying good things, so it's a good vibe. 
You are, uh, who were your line mates tonight? I think it was Japes was uh, up with you and Curtis? Uh, we were rotating wingers. Oh, okay. So there was a couple of instances where you were basically put on to, you know, one of your top tier lines to score. Uh, Is that different for you? Like, are you you dealing with that okay? Do you realize how much pressure there is playing on a line like that? Well, just in general, playing with all these guys, they're brand new, right? So I just kind of... Got a couple more games to uh, get used to them, you know, reread off them, see how they play. It's first game, so that we did pretty good. What's your actual name? Because I think everybody only knows you as B. <laughs> it's Brian. There it is. There it is. Brian, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. B, the newest member of Book Hockey there. Um, there would be a lot more new members of Book Hockey coming up in this weekend in week six in the SFHL. But we'll get into that a little bit later. We got one more interview to hit up. Let's go back into the locker room and speak with Sophia. Book drops another game. They've got the one win on the season. Um, what's what's got to give here? What, what's what's the change got to be to get back into the win column again? I think we had a pretty good game. I think we just gotta keep on pushing, charging in it hard, and just trying to get the rebounds. With the game tonight, um, you know, you guys kept it really, really tight there, going all the way to like the final four minutes. When did the wheels fall off? Um, I just feel like the wheels didn't necessarily fall off. It was just more like awkward rebounds off on our end, and they're good at charging the net. But we held it pretty well. So is there any positives to take out of tonight's game? Um, I think we should just keep at it because I think we played one of the best teams in the league. And I think if we're consistent, we might be able to do well and not be the wild card. <laughs> just our goal is not to be the wild card, so I think if we beat that, then that's good. awesome. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah. Setting the bar low, that is the key to success. Let's go over to the VTech side. Let's speak to some winners and let's talk to GM Simon Wong about how he feels the game went tonight against Book Hockey. Yeah, games against Book are just whatever. They're just they're easy wins, they're throwaways. We we just don't take them seriously. They've never beat us. I don't think they ever plan are capable of ever beating us so whatever we just go out and have fun try some new things and then just hang out with the boys man that's all games versus book are an extremely well rested uh simon wong after an 8-5 victory over book hockey uh let's run through the score sheet real quickly do you have time can you sit down uh rodney mella scoring his first goal in the sfhl caleb lamb finally scoring a goal and getting that monkey off of his back and getting himself off of that ellerslie registry commercial jimmy fungo keeps his streak alive with a goal and an assist brad burrows again also keeping his streaks alive one goal one assist two points three pims on the night too jordan leach the unstoppable blue line machine two goals two assists kev tam one goal one assist garvin chow the unsung hero in the back end uh one goal two assists three points on the night simon wong would also put up points himself with one assist as well as tang would put up a single assist as well rounding out the score sheet we have goaltender gideon leung uh making 17 saves of five goals against and would finish the night with a save percentage of 0.77 let's go now to the man who could only crack the score sheet by getting a penalty thomas ma within the last four games we're actually doing really good we did show the teamwork and great work together as long as i enjoy it like we, we all enjoyed the winning the, in the last four games Thomas Ma on the weaningest team in the SFHL, VTech. Just to recap, VTech wins that game. 8-5 over Book Hockey. 
We have one more match to recap, and then right after that, we get to a trade talk edition of the SFHL Off Ice Report. Don't go anywhere. I'm Anthony Gigo. I'm the Chief Financial Officer for Automatica Technology Solutions. Well, that's all good and dandy, but what does it mean? Well, it means when you clicked on the link that says Hot Nudes of Armella, and it turns out that it was Rod instead of Rob, <laughs> he can help get them off your computer. It means when you need help clearing your Google search history so it doesn't autofill to How to Skate Faster Than Anthony Nguyen, he can help. It means that when you need help managing your cloud storage to ensure that those naked photos of kid won't randomly appear on your picture slideshow during your child's fourth birthday, he can help. The internet is a scary place. Sort through the filth with Automatica. Hi, I'm Chris Donato. You might know me as, hey, you're not Andre. I provide mortgage services on a personal level. So personal that you might think we're dating, but my initials are KD, not K. Never mind. Mortgages can be confusing and boring, so let's talk player of the month. Every month this season in the SFHL, outstanding players in the league will be recognized for their outstanding play and will be given an outstanding prize. My balls! Each month, the winners will receive a pack of golf balls to do pretty much whatever they want. Hit them, drive them, get them wet, roll them in the sand, give them to your dog. The possibilities are really endless. It's my small way of saying thanks to the men and women playing a sport in a league I'll probably never play in. So remember, when it comes to your next mortgage, let me play with the numbers, and you can go play with my balls. Chris Donato Services, he's giving you his balls. My balls. The sandwich is back. For those who haven't tasted that crispy chicken on toasted brioche, it's like... Mm, mm, mm. I'm experiencing some things right now. Look at you looking all special. But you won't really get it until you get it. Love that chicken from Popeyes. This, this is the SFHL Office Report with your host, Ray Kamfu. Welcome back to the SFHL Off Ice Ray Port. Uh, we continue our post-game coverage of Week 5 in the SFHL. Uh, Man Rockets would come in and face off against Rigged. Man Rockets nursing a 1-2 and two record. Rigged not winning any games. An 0-3 oh record going into that night. And Rigged would win it which is a surprising thing for everyone to see. Uh, rigged uh, would win the game 7-3. And you better believe it meant some changes to the Man Rockets roster as well. Let's go to that Man Rockets locker room right now. Let's speak with Andre Donato, who is fired up. We lost. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to have losses in this league, and it's going to happen. It sucks that it happened against uh, whatever team we played. Insert name here, because... We've been losing a lot lately, so when it comes to uh, what we can do different next game, I'm thinking line changes. I'm thinking uh, maybe playing with the puck a little bit more. Yeah. The line change play that uh, Andre Donato might be alluding to might be a certain player who came onto the ice, killed an entire penalty, took a penalty, sat through that entire two sat through that entire penalty, sat and served that entire penalty, came on the ice, and then proceeded to play an entire other shift. Could that be an issue? Maybe. Did that player get traded? Definitely did. 
Uh, anyway, let's go through some of the score sheet of the uh, rigged versus Man Rockets game that happened in week five. Let's run down the Man Rockets score sheet. Uh, Nick McKinnon, uh, Mike Rezik, and Aaron Rusterholtz, uh, the only guys to put up goals for the team. Andre Donato would put up a pair of assists, and Mike Rezik also getting an assist, putting him at two points on the night, and Jojo Yatko would put a single assist up as well. Vinny Au would make 24 saves on seven goals against and would finish the night with a 770 save percentage. Let's go back to the Man Rocket locker room and speak to the man who scored his first goal of this season, who scored his first goal of the season, Aaron Rusterholtz. Uh, big L today. That's about it. Yeah. Um, you showed up to the game uh, a little bit late today. Uh, you didn't get on the ice until probably near the end of the first there. Uh, what, what were you up to? Like, what happened? Uh, at our RCHL game at uh, 10 o'clock, ended at 11.15, busting my ass over here. Did the team show any kind of appreciation for you, you know, like you're doing a back-to-back here, you're really wearing it on the shoulders? The boys seemed appreciative, I don't know, I just want to be here with my buddies, trying to cheer the team on. You put up your first goal of the season tonight. Uh, what is that, of a, like a monkey off the back? Is there, Are we going to be seeing more of the old form Rusty now? No nah, man, my, my hands are like stone this year, so that's, that's it. Walk us through that play, what happened on there? How did you end up getting the first goal, your first goal? Uh, I was just a little fresher legs than everybody else because I showed up late. That's about it. Um, Rusty, what's the team got to do to turn the ship around here? A couple losses in a row. You know, uh, it's not looking good so far. Uh, you're not out of it yet, but uh, you know, you can't really carry this uh, streak on for much longer. Just uh, head up, crisp passes, uh, sh- shorter shifts, fresher legs. You know, better communication out there. Everybody's playing like dog shit right now. You know, what are you going to do? We may have coined the best phrase of 2020. Dog shit is now the way to describe pretty much everything. Uh, Let's keep it in the Man Rocket locker room. Let's go now to Jeff Ma, who made his return after injury in the SFHL. I was just worried about my finger. So it's okay right now, but there's a few scares in the corner, but luckily no twisting. So it's still good. It's still good. It's still intact. It's still intact. Was there any concern of a particular player that might tweak your, retweak your injury on the rigged roster? Not really. I was kind of more scared of my own teammate hitting me or crashing into me. You know, sometimes they don't really look up, mm-hmm. just look for the puck. So you, you haven't played too, too many of the games for the season, but I'm sure you've been keeping track of everything from the press box. What have you been seeing on uh, Man Rockets and, and what does Man Rockets have to do to kind of turn stuff around? Good question. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm just worried about my finger. <laughs> what did you see out there tonight? That when did the when did you guys feel like the game was kind of out of reach? At, at which point? When I stepped on the ice, I was a little worried already. During warm up, actually. Because my finger. <laughs> Excellent. Do you have any closing comments? Thank you. Jeff Ma. That is a man who loves his finger. Uh, Jeff Ma uh, making his SFHL uh, season return after injuring his hand on opening night. Let's move over to the Riggs 
Let's move over to the rigged side. Rigged now finally can say that they won at least one game in the SFHL in this season. Uh, rigged, um, they would rigged would win the game seven three. Let's run through their score sheet real quick. Cody Wild, Jovi Newen step up in a big way and scoring two goals each. Casper Chow and RC Robles two points on the night, one goal and an assist each. Um, Anthony Guico would squeak in a single assist, keeping him off of the next Ellerslie registry ad. And Kev Newen keeps his point streak alive, adding an assist on the night, as well as Phil Chan would also contribute uh, with an assist as well. Their substitute goaltender, 33 saves, three goals against, 920 save percentage. We did not have a chance to grab any post-game comment from anybody out of the rigged locker room, but congratulations to them uh, coming up after this break. We're going to go to the round table with the SFHL off-ice reporters and discuss the trades that went down on Monday as a group. We recorded it a little bit earlier, so uh, you'll have to excuse us. But we had a trade. We have trades to talk about. Let's talk about the Monday night trades coming up next in the SFHL off-ice report. Sit on back. Let me sing you a ditty about two country boys named Jovi and Vinny. Now these boys were more than just a couple of players. They did math like nerdy 12th graders. Jovi. When he takes a shot, nobody can stop it. He's the man to call in the event of an audit. Vinny. Vinny. Two cups in two years, he's the man you can trust. He'll leave the tax man begging in the dust. Jovi. Scott, LLP, better than the rest. Speaking of high sticking, a lot of guys have issues getting their stick up in the first place. If you're one of those guys, don't be shy about it. Let us help you. Erecta, the SFHL official men's help product. You don't need to score all your goals unassisted. Sometimes you need a little assist. Sometimes you even need two assists. It's like Eric Ta, but without the space. Use promo code SHORT AND SWEET to get 20% off your first purchase. Give you and your partner the support that's needed to get the job done. It takes dedication, skill, and training to score on the ice. However, all it takes is Erecta to score off the ice. Ask your pharmacist if Erecta is right for you. Side effects include nausea, diarrhea, lack of sleep, stiffness, pain, gout, blindness, allergic reactions to certain Korean foods, and increased interest in Korean pop music. Erecta. Meet VK. Hey. And meet Kevin Durr. Hey. These guys are here today because they're in elite company. What? Really? That's right. These guys went all of last season without registering a single assist. The only two players in the league, I might add. Even Joanna got two. You brought me on for this? So while these boys can't register onto the score sheet, they can register their cars at Ellerslie Registry. They won't tell you you've got no hockey IQ. They won't tell you that your season was a complete bust. They won't suggest that you quit hockey altogether. But I'm still new. Even if you can't register anything on the ice, you can always register with Ellerslie Registry. This is the Trade Baiters Roundtable on the Super Fun Hockey League Off-Ice Report. Welcome to a special segment in the uh, SFHL Off-Ice Rayport. I'm your host, Ray Kamfu, and I am joined uh, by the Ray Porters. Let's go around in uh, clockwise order from where I'm sitting. Uh, first off, we have uh, Tito Manny or Manny Alcantara. I don't know who we're talking to yet. Who, who's there? 
You got Manny today. Okay, we got Manny today. From but the West Manny Side, <laughs> repping Death Row. Is killing it with his <laughs> wallpaper. Oh my God, your virtual background is just killer, man. So do you got to... <laughs> Posing. <laughs> all eyes on me. <laughs> okay, so Manny. all eyes on Manny. Oh, Manny. Tell me what what's in your virtual background for people listening to the podcast. Uh, so uh, this is the Death Row uh, logo. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, I was involved in a trade today, and I got my care package from Death Row. So um, <laughs> dressed in all red, I've got the the Tupac uh, bandana on, and this is how we do Death Row. I, I we were chatting a little bit earlier off the air before the interview started. I saw like um, some of your your kids walk by you and stuff. Did, did you have to explain to them what you're doing? Uh, the the wife knows <laughs> that uh, uh, we're involved in a podcast, so she I explained to her. Yeah, I'm on death row now, so I gotta I gotta rep the colors. Baby, I'm about to do a audio interview, so I need to dress up. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. All you right. know I'm all about the visuals. Right? I got to get into character and get into the mood, right? That's right. Okay. So this uh, is going to be an audio podcast. Sorry? This is going to be completely audio. Nobody can see what he's wearing? No, no, no. We're probably going to we, – we're going to make sure that people see it. <laughs> okay. If you're listening okay. on your phone or on the car – uh, Manny looks like Aunt Jemima right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to go for Tupac. I was going to actually like take my shirt off and get my wife to write thug life on my belly. <laughs> Why didn't you do that? It, it yeah. honestly looks like little bunny ears right now. Like Aunt Jemima's more, more right. Oh, that's so great. Uh, going around the circle, we got uh, Andre Donato. Andre, how you doing tonight, man? I'm doing well, man. We're, we're here. We have a lot of trades to talk about. I'm super yeah. pumped. Get some insights. Finally, some action, right? Uh, continuing around the circle, we go to RC. RC, what's happening, buddy? Where are you at right now? I'm in my closet right now, man. I just need a place that has nice sounds, so I am coming to you live from my closet. Are you, <laughs> deep, are deep you in hiding? the closet. Are you hiding from uh, your family? <laughs> no, my kids, are, my kids are sleeping, but my wife's downstairs, and she's like, Every time I do this around her, she just laughs all the time. She's like, I can't believe you guys are doing a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're such dorks. <laughs> uh, and finishing out and rounding out our round table, uh, Kev Newen. Kev, what's going on, buddy? Well, we got some hot trades to talk about because it sure ain't hot outside with all the snow we're getting. Oh, it's, it's pretty miserable. Uh, okay, so let's get into it uh, right now. Um, if you guys don't have a preference of where to start, I guess... Uh, well, let's let's start with the uh, death row book hockey trade. Uh, wow, just it, it, wow. Uh, if you're not familiar, let's catch you up. Uh, David Moonma, Calvin Verada, and Kevin Durr get sent over to book hockey in exchange for El- Eric Eric Quinn, Justin Tam, and Manny Alcantara. Now, I can't tell you anything about the salary that was exchanged, but uh, let's just look at it from a player's perspective. Um, Andre, who wins this trade? Well, first off, it's a six-person trade. Um, Hats off to both GMs to actually pull this off. Imagine trying to make any deals with any GMs as hard-headed as each of them are. Uh, So this trade of this magnitude, super significant. That being said, I have to give it to death row on this. I think uh, Japes kind of gave up on Eric a little bit early. Historically speaking, Eric is a top line player. Uh, picks up Justin Tam, who's really freaking hot right now with eight points. 
And we got Manny, man. He's the Aunt Jemima, the whole bunch. He's the guy who brings the glue. He's the syrup guy. He's bringing up everybody. He's making that room sweeter. Uh, you got you to gotta like Death Row's uh, chances with this trade. Um, RC, you're close with uh, the GM Japes there, and you, you did yeah. some time on tuxedos. Uh, is this just Japes trying to bring the band back together? I don't know if it's Japes bringing the band back together or if it's more of Japes panicking because he's not sure what to do at this point to get back on the win column. Like, I look at this trade and I think, I look at the guys he gave up. Like Andre said, Elvis is a top-line guy. Sexy is running hot right now. And then, not to say that the other guys, like, you look at Momo. Momo's been rolling a lot too, right? He's been scoring a lot the last couple of games. I think he had three goals last game. I could be totally wrong about that. Um, but he's given up a lot. Um, for not a lot in return. Not not to disrespect any of the guys on that list there from DHC, but I felt like for sure Japes gave up a lot more. Um, and I think he's just in panic mode right now, just finding something to do to get this team going. Kev, um, you also have a, a pretty intimate relationship with Japes. Um, and uh, where is this trade necessarily coming from? I know RC had mentioned that this might be a knee-jerk uh, a move, but is this the knee-jerk move to get the right players in? Because he obviously sent what would seem like good players out. So, Manny aside, um, both uh, Eric and JT weren't part of the original book squad from year one. If you remember, Book started on a four-year, a four-game win streak last year. They were hot out of the gates and were like seemingly unstoppable. And if I recall properly, all three of Momo, Calvin, and Kader were part of that roster to start Book's really, really, really good start. And it could be Japes going back to what he's familiar with. I remember last year, Calvin missed a lot of games to start, and by the time when he came back, he was scoring a lot of clutch goals too. And you know, he might have given up some very good offensive talent in Eric and Justin. But at the same time, he's getting back pieces that he's known to have been very clutch for him in the past. So that's my perspective on that trade. In, in terms of the uh, clutch players that he gets back, you know, David Monma um, historically has had a very similar start every single season. Manny, Dave has a hot start on the team he's drafted by gets traded, goes ice cold, and then heats up for the postseason uh, to an extent in, in terms of how cold he goes. Do you think that this is something that's going to happen to him for this season, or does he keep his momentum going with the pieces that are available on uh, book hockey? Might I remind you, he is going to be on with uh, Curtis, who he saw a lot of success with last season. Right, so uh, I'm looking for, for Milmo to... Uh, to develop that chemistry quickly. He is familiar with Curtis, as you said, and um, Momo is a great complimentary player. Um, he needs a, a person who's going to feed him that puck and he'll put it in the back of the net. If they could gel like they did last year, then I don't see any problem with uh, Momo repeating his success. Uh, let's stick with death row. I mean, cause they were busy all day today. Uh, they make a, uh, a trade for player for player, another another player for player trade. Uh, we see Matt Wu shipped off from Man Rockets and uh, Sam Path uh, sent from Death Row over there. Um, let's start with uh, RC. What do you make of the trade, man? Is this something that was uh, done out of 
need for wins out of man rockets or is this something to control salary? What is it? Ooh, I don't know about this one. Like I look at this one and I see it as a uh, pick your poison kind of deal, right? You take Matt Wu, who is a good player. Like he can make some plays from wherever he is. He's actually pretty good with the puck and holding on to the puck. Um, maybe not the greatest passer in the world, but he can get you some points on the board. Um, and you look at Sam Path, uh, again, pick your poison, right? Great hands, good in front of the net, but getting to the net is a problem, right? Like you can take the puck off of him um, in the defensive zone. It's not too hard to get around him, but if he's in the offensive zone, it's a harder time. So for this one, maybe it's more of a let's change some depth players around and see if anything changes. Uh, Mad Rockets have had some trouble scoring, especially last game against Rigged. And Sam Path does bring a scoring touch. So maybe that's what they're looking for, um, as opposed to Matt Wu, who's a little bit more defensive. Yeah, Sam Path is grimy. He can get to those dirty areas. And yep. I don't know if necessarily Man Rockets has that right now. Man Rockets has a lot. They have a lot of finesse-style uh, scorers. And they don't have a garbage man. And maybe Sam Path is exactly uh, what they need right now. Andre, uh, the storyline coming out of last week's game um, was ice time in capital letters underlined with three exclamation points. So is this um, beneficial? Uh, I feel like uh, both players uh, are pretty well known for their love of the ice. So, uh, you know, is, is this just swapping... Uh, <laughs> Ice Hogs, essentially? Ice Hogs, that's a good action name. Um, when it came to last game, yes, ice time was the big concern when it came to the Man Rockets bench. There was a lot of dead ice taken by a few players on the team. Um, and I think this was a message by uh, GM Rob Mella to address that, right? Shipping off Matt Wu for Sam Path on paper looks pretty even it, it, like what RC said is pick your own poison but I think that a Sam Path works well with a Man Rockets type of uh, offense quite honestly he's that ugly player that Brian Burke likes to talk about he's ugly he doesn't look so good <laughs> but he gets to the places that you know and I'm going to toss it to his uh, fellow do rag member uh, Manny in a quick second but <laughs> Sam Path will go to a place that not a lot of people will go to and that's why he will have a James Neal like year here in man rockets because he's going to get a lot of pucks right in front two feet away from the crease and he's going to bury him so uh good luck to matt Wu in uh death row because uh his do-rag buddies are just right there on the bottom right uh manny uh you know we talk about sam path and and his willingness <laughs> to go to the dirty areas the ugly plays the ugly player as it were um is this with, with in terms of Sam Path, is this a he's willing to put himself into those places? He he knows that he's going to get opportunities to score there, or is this a lack of hockey IQ that he doesn't know he's in an incredibly dangerous place? Ah, uh, that's a great question. I mean, with Sam, like I think for him, he's a opportunistic player. So yes, he'll just go straight to the front of the net, and then if he's playing with like a Brad Burrows as he did. Uh, a couple seasons back, Burroughs will just bank it up off his ass and into the net, right? So <laughs> uh, Sam, Sam, will, Sam will get those rebounds and he'll, he'll knock them in. Um, 
Yeah, he just takes advantage of the opportunities that he's given. So he's not a very skilled player. He's more of a get-under-your-skin type player, just like Matt Wu. So it's more like just exchanging two of the same here. Uh, Kev, uh, we, we talked briefly about Matt Wu and getting under the skin. Is, um, is this what DHC needs right now? Is a little bit more grit in their lineup? Perhaps. I mean, you have to take a look at, like, between the love of ice there. I mean, there's also the love of the penalty box, too. So that's another big thing for Death Row to kind of worry about because he is leading the league, or tied for lead, with nine pims, I believe. Um, you know, that's one big factor that Death Row is going to have to watch out for. Because um, they're going to spend time in the box. And, you know... That you know, that's the one cost that you do have to keep in mind when you do trade for grit, because that grit can sometimes cost you, you know, penalty trouble. Yeah, you don't want to have too strong of grit, sandpaper, sandpapering your own arm. Uh, that does not feel good, boys. We got one more trade to discuss, and uh, for me, this one. I know we had a six-player trade, but this one seems more like the blockbuster for me. I'm going to throw to you, Manny. Uh, we got Gid and Vinny, straight up, one for the other. Uh, you know, Vin, uh, Gid, a spectacular start. Um, like, no losses uh, in his first uh, four starts, I believe. And uh, he's just unstoppable right now. And then he gets exchanged for Vinny off of Man Rockets. Um, did Vinny not get a fair shake on this team? Did he not get enough of a good look to get uh, a sample to, before he got shipped off? Uh, no, I think Vinny did a fantastic job over with the Man Rockets. Uh, I remember one game where Book Hockey was playing against him and he was uh, unstoppable. He was just, every, we threw on everything at him and he, he just knocked him aside. He was controlling his rebounds and kicking him into the corners. He looked really great. Um, I think this is more, this move is more of a salary dump for, for, uh, for Sumo, to be honest. He, he was looking at the price tag that Gideon carries and he looked over at Vinny. He's like, hey, I can get this guy for a lot cheaper, so why not do this? And, I mean, Sumo was with the, the high-scoring team that he has. He knows he's going to be pushing up against the cap, so he had to make a move to, to buy himself another week. Then, you know, I guess I'll continue that question with you a little bit. Then why would Rob do it? Why, why would Man Rockets uh, go for it if if – do they feel like, you know, he's, they're getting a better goaltender or is it just like, you know, uh, another salary move, I guess? With the amount of man rockets there are, they could probably make a calendar. But now with Gideon on that roster, they have enough material to make, I don't know, a decade's worth of calendars. <laughs> um, but on a serious note, I think that they do gain a little bit of salary, but they do gain consistency. Because the biggest thing with Vinny, I think, is that game-in, game-out consistency. And with Sumo's defense, I think he's confident in that they can be able to compensate and cover for you know, that, that off night that Vinny's going to have and still come out with a win. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I wanted to go back to, to Manny and, and wrap up that last thought, though. Uh, why would Rob go for that, though? If you're saying that you know, Gid, Gid's main concern was his, his salary cap, what, why help him out, you know? Do you feel like Vinny is the better goaltender to, to Gid or? 
I think Rob is is super familiar with Gideon, um, having played with him in the past with the tuxedos. And also going with the, the, the Man Rockets theme of, you know, sexy, super sexy bodies, guys who aren't afraid to flaunt it, and maybe a couple bigger bodies, he fits right in there. <laughs> a change of culture, as it were. Or uh, as, as Kev would say, the, the calendar, I guess. Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely not afraid to flaunt it. Uh, we don't know if he should. But he's not afraid of that for sure. Uh, RC, what do you make of the trade, man? Uh, oh man, I I look at this and I just look at I look at it as maybe it's a VTEC salary dump because to me there's no difference between two of these two goalies. They're both on the up and up. Like this year's probably been the best year I've seen them both play this year. Like they're both looking very good. Um, in my mind, I would think maybe Rob has a better idea of how good he plays and thinks he might be able to unlock Gideon. Um, Gid has a lot of guys in that room that he knows and is really close with. You look at Mike, uh, you look at guys like Frankie again, even Rusty. Like Those guys have been together in the past. They've enjoyed success in the past. And they've partied in the past too, right? So you can't discount that too. So in my mind, I almost feel like maybe if Gid has this change of scenery, he's going to maintain that, um, I guess, improvement that he's been showing this year. And maybe Rob thinks that he can help him get even better with all those guys in the locker room as well. Right. And it makes for a good party culture. I won't lie. Gid's a good guy to have in the room. He makes it fun. Uh, shower time is always great with him. So I figure, <laughs> why not? Yeah, right? Like, he's, he's a great guy to be around at the end of the day. So, If you didn't think a made... full-grown man could shower in a sink, you have not played with Gideon. <laughs> oh, yeah. You have not That's seen impressive. The, yeah, what that loofah can do in a sink. <laughs> um, Andre. Whose numbers benefit from this trade as far as stats go for the goaltenders? VTech, an obviously very strong offensive team, even on their back end too. You know, Leach, Garve uh, are, are leading that charge there. But uh, Man Rockets is no slouch either with uh, Pistol Pete in the back and everything. Jeff Ma coming back on as well. Um, still nursing a little bit of that injury, but still back physically at least. Um, whose numbers benefit more? You know, to, is is Gid is Gid start an inflation of the team that's in front of him, and vice versa? Is Vinny's performance not indicative of the team that's in front of him? Yeah, it's a really good point. And then it comes to like you know the team culture and kind of where they were situationally. Uh, I think Vinny at the end of the day, we'll have better numbers uh, playing behind that defense uh, out in VTech. But, but that's not a statistic that matters the most right now. Uh, the statistic that matters is that VTech got hotter and Man Rockets got a little yeah, – their TTA took a hit. Their total <laughs> – They're still doing that this year? Uh, that's what we're doing. I'm, I'm looking at the roster, and with this trade, we lo- Vinny's a suave guy. He comes in, he's looking good, and now we're bringing in a guy who's lugging in. He's almost waddling into the locker room. It's kind of a Beauty and the Beast scenario now where Gideon is coming out like a huge, like muscular, just husky guy. And we're, we're, uh, we're definitely going to have a Cinderella story uh, out in Man Rock in the country. Well, I will say uh, Vinny's got some big shoes to fill over on uh, VTech and mainly because of like the gout. That was left behind. There's going to be big shoes to fill. Uh, boys, thanks so much for the time. I really appreciate it breaking down the trades. Uh, Manny, Andre, RC, Kev, always an absolute pleasure, boys. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next time. We have 
a giant trade night. I'm told that we're not done yet, but we'll see yeah. what happens. <laughs> can, can I say something before we go? I didn't, I didn't get to say this before I left, but fuck you, Japes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for once we weren't lied to. The GM said that there was another trade coming down the pipe, and indeed there was. Breaking news uh, that just broke uh, earlier today. VTech and BKK coming to an agreement going from VTech. Tang, Jimmy Fungo, and Josh Ueno going over to book and coming back the other way. Keith Mack, the unmovable asset. Andrew Zito, the brand new asset. And Steven Steambun Lee, who finally puts up some contributions and gets sent over away. We will have tons more trade talk to discuss, but that's going to have to be on another episode, the next episode, the tee-up episode, as it were, on the SFHL Off-Ice Report. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks to the reporters for sitting down to the roundtable and reporter Gideon for grabbing clips after the game on Saturday night. Uh, we will tee up week six in the SFHL in the next episode and discuss this last-minute trade and what it means for both these clubs because this is a big big shakeup. We'll talk about all that and more next episode on the SFHL Off-Ice Report. Remember, keep those mitts clean, and I will see you on the ice.